0: Listen to the Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I'm very, very happy to welcome Wilk Wilkerson here. He is a podcast host of a show called Derate the Hate. And we're going to get to learn about his show. But before that, tell us a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah, Kyle. So I am, uh, uh, as you said, Wilk Wilkinson. I'm the host of the Derate the Hate podcast. I am uh, somebody who is just out there trying to better the world one attitude at a time, and um, so that's why I started the D Rate A podcast. You know, the three and a half years ago, uh, I saw so much toxicity out there, so much on you know online hate, and and uh, wanted to see if there was something I could do about that. So, so put together the show and uh, been doing it ever since, and do a lot of work in in the uh the depolarization space trying to mend the chasms, mend the, you know, tears in the fabric of this nation and and uh spent a lot of my time doing it and and it's been uh it's
0: been quite a ride. I read a little bit of your biography and we had I guess sort of a uh, similarity in growing up. I mean we weren't dirt poor but we weren't rich either. Uh, but you know, our parents made sure that we had everything that we needed. Maybe not everything we wanted, but everything we needed. T- tell me a little bit more about your childhood. So growing up in the you know late 70s, early 80s in the
1: Midwest, uh, just like a lot of people did, uh, there maybe wasn't always a, a lot of work, or a lot of good paying work. And so I had uh, two parents that, that, you know, worked hard um, when they could. You know, mom worked in a uh you know clothing factory uh sewing a lot of uh, you know <laughs> a lot of hot long hours there and and dad was either you know doing construction or driving truck mostly manual you know blue collar uh blue collar work and and uh a lot of hours and not a lot of good pay so so us kids uh uh you know did the best we could but uh there was not uh wasn't a lot of frills it wasn't a you know really no going out to eat a lot of times uh and, and a lot of people can't relate to this kind of thing now kyle but you know we we didn't uh didn't have a phone at home uh let alone one in our pocket um uh didn't have a phone at home didn't have cable uh no uh no dvd player or streaming service and and most times if we had any television at all it was just the three main channels that, that you, you know you got with an antenna so it's it's a different life to think about it now because the the uh, uh the the poorest among us now really don't understand what that kind of life was like back then and 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 then even back then you know obviously in the 70s and 80s uh life was was certainly not the same as it was uh, for the previous generations in the, in the 30s and the 40s. so so it's it's kind of funny to think uh, think about that in, in that respect, but but what it did for me was uh, as I got older and, and started to realize the, the things that uh, you know the things that my parents did and the things that they sacrificed and the hard work that they did for the little that we did have, uh, it, it started to give me an attitude of gratitude and, and, and taught me uh, the importance of well, uh, taught me about what is important and, and what's not important and, and what we need to be thankful for in life and and uh, uh, you know just just gratitude and and having the right kind of attitude. Um, but there was also a, a different dynamic to that too, Kyle, and and that's that there was a lot of resentment there too that I had to get past as an individual I, that I had to get past personally, um, because I, I, the things that I saw in the, in the, uh, the envy that I saw for things that, that other people had that I didn't have and the anger that that built up inside of me and, and whatever. So, so while I didn't have a lot of the things that the other kids had and, 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 and the life that a lot of other people had, um, I I certainly got a
0: lot of material to learn lessons later in life. I think I started mowing yards when I was around seven or eight years old. And there were certain toys that I wanted. So I had to mow the yards in order to get those toys. But it also taught me a a lesson about working and, and earning my own money. And I kept it up about the time I turned 12, I was able to start helping my dad. He started his own business in air conditioning. Mm -hmm. and Every summer, I was doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you you worked for what you wanted, but I see too many people nowadays that just feel like everything should be handed to them. But I think it's our fault. Oh, that's right we wanted to give them everything that we didn't have, but we should have gave them some of the stuff we did have. Mm -hmm. No, that's right. You know, I, I,
1: you know, talking about our similar stories, it's, uh, you know, when I was, I must've been, I I think I was, I'm, I'm thinking back, but seven, eight, nine years old. I wanted, uh, um, I wanted a, a, uh, 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 a leather jacket, like, like Michael Jackson, you know, is, is, is what I wanted for whatever reason. And, uh, and, and then, uh, and then my dad said, okay, well, we're going to get all these little baby chickens and, and we're going to raise these baby chickens and for each chicken that's still alive at the end of the summer, when it comes time to butcher, um, uh, you know, we'll give you a, I I don't even remember. I'll, I'll just say for argument's sake, or just for story's sake, a quarter, right? And, uh, at, at the end of the, at the end of the summer, uh, when it came time to butcher, we had this many chickens left. I was able to get this amount of money for, for, for raising those chickens and, and keeping them going all, you know, throughout that life cycle. And, and, uh, when, when I had my money, you know, I said to my dad, I said, okay, well now just like a lot of kids do, right now that I, I spent all this time working for this money, my mind has changed. I don't want the leather jacket anymore. I want this baseball glove instead, you know, can I get this? And he's like, it's your money, you work for it, you get to choose, that's one of the beautiful things about working for your money, you get to choose what, you know, what you're going to do with uh, uh, with that money. So then I bought my baseball glove, which meant more to me than that jacket, and obviously I got a lot more use out of it. Still a horrible baseball player and never could dance like Michael Jackson, but that, you know, um, the uh, the thing about it was I learned that lesson, you know, and then it was a couple years later and I was mowing yards too and and, and doing stuff like that. And, and, and I, I was I was always hustling like that, trying to make trying to make some money because I learned if I put in the effort, if I put in the work, I'm going to be able to get something that I want that my parents probably can't give me on their own. And then, you know, when I was 10 years old, I said, Dad, I want a motorcycle. He's like, well, you're going to have to buy one, get a job. And I didn't get a job. I got three. And I started delivering the paper. I, de- I delivered the Sioux City Journal every day of the week. I delivered the Golden Shopper every, I think it was Tuesday afternoons. And then every day, Monday through Friday, I was cleaning the, the lobby and the lint filters at, at the local dry cleaner. And uh it wasn't very long later, I had enough money to buy a motorcycle. And I bought my first motorcycle when I was 10 years old. Something that my folks could have never even imagined giving me, you know. And, uh um you know so bought a motorcycle when i was 10 years old and, and you know th- this is how my life kept on progressing as i wanted stuff i worked harder for stuff and and uh never had the nicest stuff you know never had the the the, the great car that the other kids in high school maybe drove but i was a, probably one of the only ones that bought my own with, with my own money and and uh yeah man it's that's the story of my life that's the way that things things went and And, you know, the material things, uh, you know, when I think back on all that time, Kyle, and think back on the things that that I did there, the material things that were acquired through that process was not the valuable thing that was acquired through that process. The value was really in the lesson. The value was in actually understanding what that all meant. And there are way too many people, as you said, way too many people in society today that don't understand that and don't, they weren't afforded those lessons because they were afforded things that they uh,
0: maybe shouldn't have been. Exactly. I noticed that you talked about making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. Now, myself, I became an alcoholic and a drug addict finally got myself clean and uh, nearly destroyed my relationship with my kids because all they saw was a drunk dad all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, um,
1: I've, uh, I've, I've made more, more mistakes than my share. You know, I, I, I think, uh, I think the big, the, the biggest thing, uh, for me, uh, was, was, yeah. Whether it be relationships or friendships or, or stuff like that. Like I said, I, I had a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, uh, from, from just, you know, the things that I did experience growing up and, and in doing so very, you know, very awkward. I mean, I was bullied a lot as a kid, you know, both for being poor and, and also being awkward, you know? So, so that made me even more angry and more awkward in many, in many respects, uh, when it came to a lot of different things and, and then um I also spent uh while the other kids were playing and doing sports and, and having friends and things like that, I spent a lot of my time working. So so relationships always for me, um whether it be friendships or, or actual intimate relationships with um you know with, with girlfriends and stuff throughout throughout my early adult life, uh was never was never very good at that. So so, uh, and then, and then, yeah, just, just blowing up break, uh, you know, um, just, just an explosive temper breaking a lot of things, whether you know, whether it be getting in fights, uh, with people and, and some of those alcohol induced, I, I, you know, I'm still somebody who enjoys drinking beer, but I don't drink nearly like I used to, um, never did get into drugs, never appealed to me, never, never liked it. Thank God, because I do have kind of an addictive personality that I battle every day. It's one of, it's one of my vices. Uh, fortunately I don't, I don't have, um, uh, the, the same kind of affliction to it, uh, or with it that other people have, have, So, um, my biggest thing was always my temper. it literally was, was my temper and, you know, somebody would make me mad and I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd either hit them or I'd hit something else. And, and it led to a lot of broken bones, a lot of stitches, a lot of a lot of buying stuff over and over and over again. Um, you know, and so as I think about uh, a lot of those things and, and friendships, I mean, I, I've had, um, I've been honored to to have some of the greatest, uh, you know, friendships and, and be able to spend time with some truly great people over the course of my life. A lot of those people, you know, never, you know, I don't hear from anymore, you know, and and it's 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 probably because I said or did something or uh, or or whatever over the course of that time, and and uh, you know they finally just got fed up and said, you know what, I don't want to be around a guy like this, you know, I don't, I don't want to be around a guy that's gonna, you know, go to go to the bar, make an ass out of himself, maybe get in a fight, you know, maybe end up you know breaking something, punching something, punching somebody. Uh, you know things like that so so that uh, a lot of my uh, a lot of my problems a lot of my mistakes uh stemmed from my inability to control my emotions which is which is why one of the biggest things I talk about today Kyle is is not allowing our emotions to dictate our actions um, because often if uh, very often if we allow our emotions to dictate our actions which I used to do quite often uh, we we do, we do the wrong thing and uh, that can be applied to almost anything in our life, not just relationships and, uh, but you know, uh, money. If we, if we allow ourselves to act on our emotion, I want that. I need that. Oh, well, do you need that? Is it, I mean, are you going to make it through tomorrow without it? Huh. Well, yeah, but I really want that. So if we allow that emotion, you know, to, to, to uh, do that, then all of a sudden, Damn it! Oh, I can't pay the you know I can't pay the rent, can't pay the mortgage, can't you know, um, or or, or you know, uh, so many other things. Anger. If we allow our anger to to dictate our emotions, you know, oh, this person made me so mad, and I'm gonna punch a hole in the wall. Now all of a sudden, I got a broken hand, and I gotta fix the wall. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's uh, it's it's yeah. So that's most of my most of my mistakes. Uh, centered around a uh, lot of animosity, a lot of anger, and then the bit inability to to uh, keep my emotions from dictating my actions, which I,
0: yeah, like I said, that's one of the biggest lessons I try to bring to everybody now. Well, we talked before we started the show, and one thing I really appreciate about the conversation is uh, the fact that you're trying to, to bring some positivity into the world and trying to stop all this hate that it seems like there's been a line drawn that you've got, you know, people that have their beliefs on this side, people have their beliefs on their side and that there's, there's no coming together, but you're trying to break that. Uh, Talk about your, about what you do in your show.
1: Yeah, so so with the Derate eight the eight podcast, and this isn't what it what it was what it was originally, but what it's kind of morphed into, right? It's it's kind of evolved into uh, in in a lot of ways work in the depolarization space mm-hmm. because polarization, in my mind, is is one of the most dire issues of our time. You know, every, everybody. Uh, You know, one of the most overused phrases we see out there right now is existential threat. Right. This is an existential threat. That's an existential threat. Well, I, I don't see most of those things as true existential threats. I do see polarization as an existential threat, because if we aren't having the conversation, if we aren't talking to each other, no other problem will get solved you know my friend John Wood Jr from Braver Angels says polarization is the one problem that ensures that all other problems will not be solved and and it is it is impossible for us as a human race as people to get beyond our common problems if we cannot have the conversation right. so 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 polarization has has become one of One of the projects that I spend so much time on, Kyle, and and whether that polarization is based on race, uh, if that polarization is based on the haves and the have nots, if the polarization is based on Republicans and Democrats or gays and straights or, uh, you know, whatever. I, I don't care what box you try to put some group into. There is a person out there or there is a group or an organization out there that somehow will find a way to try and keep us divided. And it is up to us as individuals. It is up to, you know, I talk a lot about personal accountability, personal responsibility. It is each one of our individual responsibilities to not allow ourselves to be placed in a box because those boxes are meant to divide. I mean, you think about a shipping warehouse, right? You think about product and freight. And, and I've been in transportation forever. We put things in boxes so that it goes to the right place, right? right? We put things in boxes to keep them divided. We separate stuff. People put us in boxes and put labels on those boxes to keep us separated. And then they can be, paid, be taken down uh, when it's time to, to pander to, to those in that box. Don't allow yourself to be put in a box. We're all human beings. You know, we all have our blind spots. We all have different things that we think about, different things that we don't know, different things that different ways that we want to live. But none of us are not worth talking to in some way, shape or form. So so we have to if we if we expect to get through this, you know, time we have together on this rock and and do uh, great things together,
0: we have to be able to have the conversation. And you have people on your show that don't necessarily agree with you, right? All the time,
1: all the time. Yeah, I, I, I you know, one of the, I mentioned the group Braver Angels, uh, here, here a bit ago, and and it's one of the work, uh, one of the organizations that I do the most work, uh, now with, and and they're all about bringing people together uh, of differing mindsets. Right. And 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 having the conversation, having curious conversations and and getting to know people and trying to find common ground with those of of differing mindsets than our own. And, yeah, on my podcast, I mean, I've had uh, I've had people from all across the uh, mindset uh, spectrum, let's just say, uh, on my podcast, having conversations with people who uh, yeah, I, I may not agree with them at all politically uh, or, or or they may see things uh, from a, a racialized perspective far different than than I, I I would. But it doesn't mean we can't have an incredible conversation because it really comes down to seeing the humanity in all people and, and understanding that, again, we can be different. But that doesn't mean we have to dislike or hate each other or or, or believe uh believe that 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 person has some kind of ill intent or that person is evil or or whatever you know people got to get past this idea that just because they that that somebody thinks differently than they do that they are some kind of evil or or some kind of scourge on this earth you know they may be wrong but wrong does not equate to evil
0: and and a lot of people have forgotten that you think deep down inside that the really think the same way you do but for some reason there's something getting them to that point so this is this is one thing when it comes to uh
1: you know uh, i guess you know effective polarization and, and things like that is is believing that somebody couldn't possibly believe what they believe so when we 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 see somebody like you take the political divide right and 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 you you know you've you've got republicans who think one way and democrats who think another liberal progressive you know conservative Republican, whatever however you want to label that that the those those different different sides of the political spectrum and they often think that okay this person can't possibly believe what they you know what they claim to believe you know they're obviously trying to blow smoke for some reason so they got to have an ulterior motive they couldn't possibly believe what they believe and and i think that's another thing that i mean we do ourselves a huge disservice because you know we we think okay well maybe maybe what they're saying is they, they couldn't possibly believe it there's no way that they could believe that so they got to have they got to have this ill intent so now we all of a sudden label their motives you know, we we now ascribe motives to what they're saying because what they're saying couldn't possibly be true. Because if 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 I'm a rational human being and I don't believe that, they're now an irrational human being with ulterior motives, and and that is it is it is an ugly cycle that we we allow our get ourselves to get into because what that does. Is it perpetuates that polarization? It further tears the fabric that that it that should be holding us together. So instead of somebody being wrong, they now have an ulterior motive, and you know well, they just they just couldn't possibly
0: believe what they're saying. They believe. I just think that when you're born, you naturally want to get along with people, but through the years something. Or someone has taught you not to get along with others right right well
1: and and it's something that i talk about quite often kyle and, and and it's unfortunate but there is um and you know i was this this may sound like i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here but you know there there is and and this goes to ascribing motives there is a certain amount of our population, a certain segment of our population that does have a vested interest in keeping us divided division sells, right? Ugliness sells. There's a reason that the most toxic voices have the biggest followings online. You know, there's a reason that the, the media will show um, all the ugly in our world as opposed to, all the puppy dogs and flowery field stories. Right. It's it's there's a reason why the most toxic politicians that we have within our government get all the airplay. I mean, that division sells toxicity cells. It's ugly. But going back to the whole thing of this tribalism being a learned behavior, it absolutely is. You know, and I just recently had a conversation with a, a great guy that I met at the Braver Angels National Convention back in July. And he wrote a book called Political Tribalism in America and How Hyperpartisanship Dumbs Down Democracy and How We Can Fix It. And he talks in that book a lot about the tribal theory of democracy versus the folk theory of democracy and and how those two relate to uh Kind of what you're saying, because is it a learned behavior? Did our party make us believe what we believe, or did we join that party because our beliefs align with theirs? And and it's it's kind of a weird cycle question. It's it's it's. But but when you think about it, it really makes a lot of sense, right? Do I believe what I believe because the Republican Party told me to believe that? Which is is you know one way of thinking, or Do I align with the Republican Party because my beliefs align with most people within the Republican, you know, Republican platform? And and it's something that we have to ask ourselves. But then you also have to ask yourself, okay, do I have to walk in lockstep? I don't like lockstep thinking. I've never liked lockstep thinking, Mm -hmm. Kyle. Lockstep thinking, I think, is one of the most toxic things. And it's one of the most things that 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 polarizes us most, uh, you know. And and it's it's why I find myself or have for the majority of my adult life found myself within the side of the political spectrum that I'm on, because I never saw that as a lockstep mentality kind of party. I did see that as the other side, though. And Mm -hmm. and but when I when I think about lockstep thinking and you being forced to believe everything on this side. That is that tribal theory of democracy, right? If you don't believe everything that we say, you're not allowed in our club. We're going to kick you out. We're going to shun you. We're going to put you out. And, and then, then that further divides us as a nation. It further divides us as a nation, and it doesn't allow us to get anything done. Exactly. You know. And and one thing I want to make sure that everybody understands about you know polarization and depolarization work and and things like that. We're not talking about milk toast middle, and we're not talking about kumbaya, everybody gets along. Uh and, and and comes to some, like I said, milk toast middle. It's about truly having conversations and not having to believe everything the other person believes, but seeing the humanity in them and being able to have that conversation, not to change their mind, but to actually get to know them as a human being and figure out why they believe what they believe. Once you do that and you can walk away still as friends after that and not have to believe what they believe, but understand the humanity in their position, life becomes so much better. Like I said, it drives that wedge, right? It drives that polarization. It further tears the fabric of this nation. When you tell somebody, hey, like I said, if you don't believe with every- believe everything that we believe in, you're not going to be part of our club anymore. <laughs> we're, we're not going to allow you in and uh yeah that that is not the way to to get things done and and uh and and, you know taking it back taking it even back like i said we can back that right out of politics it doesn't have to be because one of the biggest problems that i see in society today kyle is is people have taken their 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 political identity and made it part of their core identity I, i i prefer you know, going back in my mind, even though other parts of my life weren't so great, um, I prefer going back in my mind to the days when every conversation didn't have to be about politics. Right. You know, in fact, most conversations weren't about politics. They had nothing to do with politics. They had to do with every everyday life. You know, I've never been and I was having a conversation with somebody that I do a lot of work with the other day and uh, we were making jokes because I'm not a pop culture guy. I, I just, I'm not. You and I talked in the pre-show about, I don't watch television. I think there, there's too much non, I just, it's just not my thing. I'm not a pol- pop culture guy. I'm just... um So, so when it, when it comes to pop culture, I need somebody, I need like an advisor when it comes to pop culture, (laughs) because somebody will mention something about somebody. Did you hear the latest about so-and-so? I'm like, not only did I not hear the latest about so-and-so, I don't even know who so-and-so is, um. (laughs) But, you know, I'm just I'm just a people person. I like to live. I I like to I like to have conversations with people. And it does, you know, it does not have to be uh, about politics. It doesn't. I mean, sometimes it's just literally how was your day? What's going on with you? What did you do this weekend? You know what? How How's that thing going with your kids? You know, it doesn't have to be. The it, your conversations don't have to be about politics, your conversations don't have to be uh, about, um, you know, gossip and, and this. That's that's all smarmy stuff. I just like the relationship, I like to interact with people, but um, I it's it's one of these things that if if we allow ourselves to be pigeonholed into um, into uh, the, these boxes, I go back to these boxes. If we allow ourselves to be pigeonholed and and and, and forced into uh, lockstep thinking or forced into um, you have to do things my way or you're outside of our club now, you know, that kind of thing. We lose out on so much, you know, we lose the opportunity to to see the good in all people. You know, we talked earlier uh, about uh, race and, and, and racism and and, uh, you know, the, the work that my my friend does, uh, with, you know, Dr. Sheena Mason with the theory of racelessness and and, and how people have been pigeonholed into into these racialized mentalities and and how we've allowed that again to um to to separate us in so many ways and when it comes to race and racialization and 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 different constructs like that it's it's a learned mentality it's a it's a it's it's a perpetuation of ignorance that develops a, a hatred among people who have no business hating each other because it makes no sense. It, it's a construct that, that makes no sense. And when we allow, uh, you know, people to, to, to pigeonhole us into a certain mentality it further divides us that further division ends up creating an increased amount of ignorance of the other people as that ignorance of those other people and i say other because you know it, it's them it's it's over there those people you know our ignorance of those people end up further you know that that ignorance creates fear that fear mm-hmm. creates anger that anger creates violence you know it's it's a it's a horrible cycle that is perpetuated by people who have a vested interest in keeping us divided so um it sounds like I'm talking in circles i might be talking in circles but the reality <laughs> is this if we're not having the conversation if if we're not trying to get to know people for who they are despite whether they think differently than we do, we will always have increased hatred. If we want to truly derate the hate, if we want to tame down the toxicity that we find ourselves constantly battling in society today, we have to have those conversations. We have to talk to people. We can't just talk to people who think like us. We can't just talk to people who look like us. We can't just talk to people who believe like us. It, it 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 literally we have to be able to have the conversation with everybody, and once we have the conversation with everybody, we'll actually start to get some things done and 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 effectively spend the time we have
0: it together on this rock exactly now man, this has been a great conversation, and I think we could probably get have this go on for a couple of hours, but unfortunately. <laughs> We have come to the end. So before we go, do you have a website? I do. I've, I've actually, uh, I've got a
1: couple, but the one that I'd like people to check out is deratethehate.com. Uh, that is, that is the, uh, the podcast website. It's where you can find the, the most information about me. You can, you know, find the other stuff at Wilkes World too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, com is the, uh, is the podcast. And that is where I would like, uh. Like people to check it out. There's a lot of great tools, a lot of great interviews, and a lot of great people
0: uh, on that website. Well, what was the other website that you mentioned a while ago that uh, you
1: you helped them out? Oh, Braver Angels, BraverAngels.org. Yeah, Braver Angels is an organization, and and you know there is a an unbelievable amount of uh, of resources when it comes to depolarization there as well. Um, that is definitely an organization that all people should try to get involved in uh people who have a true uh, true interest in in mending the fabric of our nation and what about your social media uh you can find me on uh, pretty much anywhere um go to uh, 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 Twitter or X or whatever it's called now um you can find I don't know what my handle is probably derate the hate uh, just just check out derate the hate. look at derate the hate on any uh, any social media platform you'll find me on there. Um, and then uh, obviously anywhere you get your podcast, you can find just type in derate the hate um, and and you'll find me and uh, on Facebook also finding me as an individual. Uh, you'd find just
0: look up Wil Wilkinson and you'll find me. I'll make it easy for everyone. I will put the links in the description. That is beautiful. You know, I'd miss the days when I was younger, when we seemed to avoid topics like politics or religion. <laughs> and now it's taken over every conversation, it seems. It is. It has.
1: It has. But maybe there'll be a day when that isn't the topic of all the di- uh, uh, the topic of all discussions again. We just keep on working towards that, Kyle.
0: Oh, that's what we're here for, man. We're going to make it happen. But again, thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And I also want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the channel, well, I hope you'll come back. Please hit that subscribe button. And for my regulars, you guys are awesome because you make it possible for me to do this. And Until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. And on YouTube. Follow us
0: on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network.